Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. Energy Show. I am Shelly Orton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida. It's October 22nd, 2019. How are you today? I hope you're well. I hope it's wonderful where you are. It's pretty sunny where I am. It's going to be in the 80s today. Of course, I think it's going to hit actually 90 today. And I look forward to tomorrow because I think it's going to be like 82. So that'll be really nice. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about astrology here today, but first I want to let you know if you happen to be in the Orlando area in November, I will be giving a workshop at a place called Malia. It's a boutique hotel in Celebration, Florida, which is right near Disney World. So if you have any interest in doing that, you can sign up online. There is a link to it. It is called um, Sanctuary, The Sanctuary uh, FL. And let me, I'm just calling it up now. So I can tell you, hang on one second. I was in last minute deciding to tell you this. But um, you can go to Angelic Zodiac on Facebook. And there is a link to all of the details. And um, anyway, it's put on by the sanctuary for mind, body, and spirit. And you can also go to their Facebook page, but it's November 16th. And I believe it might be the 15th. I'd have to look at the calendar, but um, 15th and 16th. Anyway, uh, you can sign up for that. And I'm going to tell you today about Scorpio. So right before the show started, I had my um, computers have been giving me trouble I just got back my my old computer, my new computer. I got back a couple weeks ago, but it's back down. So go figure. I have my old computer working, thankfully, but both screens were not working there for a while, and then I got it back. But today, my uh, so software for astrology has decided to not connect to the fonts, which means all the glyphs are letters. And so I've got my... Um, Thankfully, the internet is working, which it wasn't just before the show as well, because Mercury is about to go retrograde next week. So that's all we're going to say about that for the time being, because we don't want to taunt. Anyway, um, so I'm using my online astrology program. Thankfully, if anybody, if you, any of you want to look at what's going on online, you can go to alab, A-L-A-B-E dot com. 
are um, just go to the current chart. I think it's on the main page. And you can see what I see. So here in Orlando, well, actually, this is Brewster, Massachusetts. So I'm doing Brewster today, not Orlando. But uh, Sagittarius is rising. We have Jupiter at 21 Sagittarius. We have Saturn at 14 Capricorn direct now. Pluto at 20 Capricorn direct. And let's see, we've got Neptune at 16 Pisces. So there is a sextile between Saturn and Neptune, which is really good for working on your dreams and really getting it more concretized so that you can make it manifest. We've got Uranus at four degrees, Taurus retrograde. The north and south nodes are at 11 degrees. They are exactly squaring Mars at 11 degrees Libra. So the north nodes in Cancer, the south nodes in Capricorn. Moon is at 13 Leo. Uh, excuse me, yeah, 13 Leo. So moon is sextile to Mars. And this means that there is a wonderful cooperative energy around children but the moon in Leo absolutely is going to make it a day focused on children. And my daughter is in daycare. That's what she does for a living. And I gave her a little heads up this morning. The kids are going to want more attention than normal. Um, that's just kind of the nature of it. There could be a little bit more drama today and tomorrow because of that moon in Leo. It is a hyperbolic energy. Um, that means that people say things in exaggeration. I have a couple Leos in my family, and uh, my father being one, and he in particular does exaggerate. My mom being cancer is always calling him out, saying, that's not true. And, of course, he gets this look on his face like, really? You had to blow my story? <laughs> but, um, you know, they've been married. Actually, last week was their anniversary, or the fifth, and their anniversary was sixth. Now I've got it confused. No, it's the fifth. So um, they were married 63 years ago, so quite a long time. No, excuse me. I take it back. I gave them too many. That's a decade too many, 53 years ago, roughly. I'll do the math later. <laughs> 63. They were, they were married in 63, so um, 56 years, somewhere in there, 56. So uh, good long time. Anyway, I think it's safe to say they are pretty committed to each other. Okay, anyway, Scorpio today, we have Venus at 17 Scorpio and Mercury at 23 Scorpio. So Scorpio, as a sign, is a water sign. It is ruled by the planet Pluto. And yes, in astrology, it is a planet. Um, it has probably, as an astrologer for over 35 years, um, more power as a planet to shift things than just about any other planet with possibly the exception of Saturn. And I don't think Saturn has more power. I think that Pluto, uh, and the reason being is because Pluto takes the longest to go around the sun. So it has much more time to really dig in and show us the subtlety of its messages and of its teachings. So, and I tell a lot of people this, when you're learning astrology, if you learn about the planet, and then learn which sign it rules. You can either learn about the zodiac sign and the planet that rules it or learn about the planet and which sign it rules. Either way, you learn both of them. So Pluto rules Scorpio. When you know the attributes of Pluto, you know the attributes of Scorpio. So it really does break down a lot of 
the mystery of astrology, or not mystery, but um, it seems overwhelming, an overwhelmingly large amount of information to understand. But when you realize that the planets are assigned to signs and they are synonymous attributes, so they share those attributes, um, it really, in a way, cuts in half what you have to learn. And so if you just learn those attributes, then you're already halfway there. So Scorpio, ruled by Pluto, means that Scorpio accepts all the energy of Pluto. Pluto is a planet that works in hidden ways, mysterious ways, meaning that he does emotional behind-the-scenes work. And so that's how it comes out in our charts. Everyone has Scorpio somewhere in their chart. Their chart is divided into 12 sections, kind of like a clock. Um, an old old analog clock. <laughs> so those of you who are old school know how to read an old analog clock. That's kind of the format of a chart. But Scorpio is a seeker of understanding, a seeker of wisdom, and a seeker of deeper knowledge. So Scorpios want to find out what you're doing that you're not telling anyone, and that is like gold for them. Scorpio takes information and hides it away for their own use. And I will tell you, I have a Scorpio rising with Moon and Neptune conjunct in Scorpio. And I mean, that sounds a little insidious, like I've got puppet strings off my fingers. That's not at all how it is for me. I run across information. And because I have Pluto in um, Virgo and it's right next to Uranus, it makes me a little bit more hyper aware of subtlety and connectivity because the Uranian energy will uh, link things and give you understanding that you might not have with just a Scorpio energy or just a, a Pluto going through a different sign. But um, Scorpio in and of itself is very moody and emotional because it's a water sign. It wants to intuit and it infers information on some level, but it is usually highly accurate because it is a student of human nature. The sign of Scorpio rules psychology and mystery. It rules research. It rules um, <laughs> law, legalities. Um, People who have really good amount of Scorpio in their charts are really excellent lawyers because they know how to manipulate the situation based on people's motivations and behaviors. It is a sign of sociology um, along with Libra. Libra does have an interest in sociology from probably a more creative intellectual standpoint where Scorpio will go to the psychological ramifications of how people behave. Um, scorpions are highly, um, <laughs> I hesitate, but they are a sexy sign and they can use manipulative tactics in sexual situations. So they know how to get to people to get what they want. And they can be 
um, I hesitate to say duplicitous, but they're probably closer to a Jekyll and Hyde energy where they can appear very wonderful on the surface, but there may be a dark side to them. Um, fortunately, I have a higher evolution of the energy, I would say, and I don't tend to be um, that way with people. But Scorpio, probably more than any other sign, has the power behind them to do damage. And that's because Pluto rules the energy of uh, like atomic bombs and things that are plutonic in nature. So they go for a very devastating effect when their anger is unleashed. That being said, um, scorpions are very sensitive and truly, I think, majority of motivations from Scorpio is just to merge with other people. They really want to be connected on a deep soul level to others. And in doing that, they really are very sensitive to exposing their emotions and um, showing who they truly are. So what happens is they feel very exposed because they can see the emotions and motivations of everyone else. And they're very psychic that way and intuitive. And so when they are among people, they feel like others can see right through them. So they hide more. And this is the time we're coming into. So um, we have it every year. For those of you who are new to astrology, astrology is very cyclic. So it has cycles. And uh, the sun enters Scorpio at 1.20 p.m. Eastern, 10.20 a.m. on Wednesday the 23rd. So tomorrow morning, sun is in Scorpio. Because we also have the moon in Leo, there is some energy um, of that dynamic. And I did put down on my daytime, or those of you who follow me or listen to me regularly, know that I have my little Lou Ellen Daily Planetary Guide. It is my Bible for astrology. And um, there is a potential fraud aspect because currently with Venus and Mercury in Scorpio, Mercury will be at 23 degrees Scorpio tomorrow. The moon will be at 23 degrees Scorpio. And that happens at 5.18 a.m. Eastern. And of course, it's in the middle of the night, Pacific. But Scorpio loves dark. Scorpio is attracted to witchy things, to spooky things, to ghosts and ghoulies and Halloween. Um, I have an Instagram friend I follow and her name, if you want to follow her too, she's a cool young lady named um, Heather, U-M-M, Heather. And she just let me know that her birthday, I, she was talking about Halloween and how long it was till Halloween. And I said, yes, and, and Dia de los Muertos is, you know, two weeks and one day. And she's like, yes, so it's my birthday. So she pretty much all year long is highly connected to the energy of Halloween. And this is why, because Scorpio is the sign of Halloween. And it is appropriate because that's the energy that Scorpio and Pluto are wrapped around. So, um, yeah, so as we come into that time, we are going to have quite a few 
planets. Uh, actually, Mercury will move out into Sagittarius before Halloween. Um, let me just look that up for you real quick and tell you when. Because uh, rule of thumb for Mercury is he moved about a degree. Of, oh, I take it back. Oh, we have a retrograde. I forgot. Okay, so, yeah, he moves about a degree a day. So whatever degree he is now, which is 23 degrees Scorpio, in seven days, which is, oh, no, I take it back, eight days, uh, Halloween. So eight days from now, he should have been in Sagittarius. But guess what? He goes retrograde on Halloween. So that means that he is going to pull back the energy and entice us to go back over what we are experiencing this week and last week because that's what, what that that's what we call the shadow period. And shadow means that it's the time that the planet moves through the degrees that he will be retrograding back to. So he starts at the degree he goes all the way back to which I think was 11 or somewhere around 11 or 13 degrees Scorpio. And he goes all the way to the end degree to 30 or 29 degrees of Scorpio, says, ha, psych, puts the brakes on, goes backwards for three weeks through the 21st of November. And so he's going back over our deep secrets and our subconscious motivations. He's going back over things we've said out of spite Mercury in Scorpio, he's going back over relationships, Venus in Scorpio, and the sun is going into Scorpio. So he will be also triggering some of our own ego issues. For those of us with Scorpio rising, that's going to be pretty intense. So um, for the next, through December 7th, because that's when he actually exits the shadow period, that means that once he turns direct, he gets all the way back to 29 degrees on December 7th. So he clears this whole Scorpio energy into December. So we've still got a pretty good amount of time, what, about seven weeks of, uh, of having this Mercury in Scorpio energy. So um, personally, other than a few glitches in um, my computers and things like that, I haven't been hit with too much emotional trauma so that's good. I'm crossing my fingers and um, knocking wood on that because, um, yeah, Scorpio, when it digs, it digs so deep. It digs into your ideas about death and dying, about um, if you're loved, it is a sign of values and joint finances. So it can mean that joint finances are an issue. Um, I just did my taxes a week ago and I'm waiting for a refund. I sure hope that I get it before all this stuff happens, but um, it was accepted. So everything is good with it. It's just, I'm waiting for it. So anyway, um, yeah. So Mercury is commitments. It's communication and cars. I had I, yesterday I was driving my car, which is getting kind of old. It's got like 130,000 miles on it. But I love it. I love my little bluebell. And um, I smelled gasoline. So I was like, oh, what is that? And I will tell you, Venus trying to Neptune. Neptune is still retrograde. Rules chemicals, rules oil, water, anything liquid and viscous, it's going to rule that. But uh, the oceans and water bodies, emotional upsets, deep uh, gut-wrenching upsets. So uh, Venus is trying to that. And I think I've stated this. I apologize to everybody who listens to me regularly. I know I repeat certain concepts a lot. 
but repetition is a good way to understand it. And so um, sometimes people listen to me, they learn a certain amount of astrology and move on and, you know, go and do it themselves. Even I've had clients who learned astrology through some of what I told them and researched some more, but I know I taught them a lot about astrology and then they go on and do their own charts. And, you know, that's a possibility if you're really super interested in astrology. But um, definitely my passion is teaching and teaching kind of basics of astrology because I really want to take some of the um, mystery out of it. I just talked astrology to someone this past week and she's like, it's so complicated. And really it's not so complicated. It's just a, a lot of symbols that you have to recognize. And it's actually very logical, which is why it's astrology because it's the logic of the stars and logic of planets. So anyway, having this trine going on, um, I've just noticed over years and years and years, obviously decades of uh, observation, astrological observation of charts. And I was, if you ever saw me in my private life, I actually will pull up charts of people or events. I love researching events. Um, probably morbidly plane crashes are one of my fascinations. And I always want to know what's going on when that happens. So I'll just sit there and stare at a chart. And if you saw me, if you walked into the room while I was on the computer, I'm just staring at a chart because they talk to me. You know, the, the degrees have meaning. There are 30 degrees in each sign and are 29 and 59 minutes but they have meaning and which 10 degrees of those 30 has a meaning and um, how they relate to other planets and what aspects they are. And yes, there's a lot, but you know, I've done it for, well, like I said, over 35 years. If I told you exactly how many, then it, it would be older than you think I am. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So Scorpio, very profound uh, sign. Pluto is a profound planet. Um, as I grew up, I was a Virgo. I have Pluto and Virgo. I have Uranus and Virgo and Mercury and the Sun. And I definitely had issues with being a Virgo. I didn't want to be a Virgo because it seemed too picky and finicky and critical. And I think over the years, I have really tried to accent my Scorpio more because I think Scorpio is a passionate, intensely loving sign. And, um, and I think that they're very insightful. And I really, really love the energy of Scorpio. And conversely, I also love the energy of Leo. And interestingly, they square each other, which brings me around to what's coming up, um, this square. So Moon is in Leo. Leo, like I said, likes hyperbole. He likes to exaggerate. He is the storyteller of the Zodiac. Scorpio is the seeker of truth. So when Scorpio gets to late degrees, there is a concentrated energy of what's going on behind the scenes, of bringing out scandal, bringing out things that may relate to sex, to power. Uh, Pluto is also a power planet. He gets power through understanding people and understanding behavior and cycles and all sorts of subtle energies but at the end of a cycle when he squares that leo energy he brings out that untruth and the manipulative intentions that can happen when those two planets whatever planets in late degree leo doesn't have to be the moon it could be any of the other planets 
But that late degree Leo, late degree Scorpio is a combustion for finding out about fraudulent behavior and activity. So that's tomorrow. And it's not like we don't have a plethora of fraudulent activity coming out in the news, but there will probably be even more coming up today or tomorrow as that perfects. So that's on my calendar here. And I'll tell you a little bit more about what else is going on this week. And then we can try and take a call, but I have to do the chart completely on the internet because like I said, I, I you know, <laughs> My old computer, the other computer, I should say the other computer, which is actually my newer computer, had problems. I think I mentioned that repetitively. And I got it fixed, and it had issues initially with the font on my software for astrology, and so I couldn't use it. And now this computer is doing the same thing. And they were both separate issues, and they're both doing the same thing. But anyway. Um, I'll get it fixed before next week. So what else do we have? So tomorrow the moon enters Virgo, which is actually in a really good cooperative aspect to sun and Scorpio. And they do, uh, interestingly, the moon sextile Scorpio immediately within 10 minutes of going in to Virgo because sun just goes into Scorpio tomorrow and moon goes into Virgo. So now they are exactly sextile, which is 60 degrees apart and a very cooperative aspect. It means that there's a commonality and they understand each other. They come from places that are not so far off of the ultimate um, intention that they want to manifest. So tomorrow actually is a really good day, even though there are some fraud aspects with the moon. And I will tell you, until the moon goes into Virgo, that's going to be more of a difficult energy. But, of course, as soon as the moon squares Mercury, it goes void, of course, which means that it is no longer aspecting a major planet and before it changes signs. So from 5.14 a.m. Eastern to 3.29 p.m. Uh, Eastern, we're going to have a void, of course, moon. And so um, there is a difficult sign or difficult aspect, excuse me, just before it goes void, of course, which is the square to Mercury. So that is something that comes out and then the immediate void of course indicates that it likely will not manifest in anything so it'll be kind of like a woo and then it it kind of gets forgotten relatively quickly um and if it is not forgotten it's going to still be in a cooperative energy because the moon goes into virgo and it will be a learning lesson and awareness so I'm just trying to look and see what else we have here real quick before I move on. On Thursday, looks like a pretty good positive day with the moon trining Saturn, although that could be some um, difficult information coming from elderly or authority figures. There's something, again, trines to me are not always wonderful, and they can also be rather emotional because the trines align you to move forward with something and and really brings out, I think, a lot of shadow energy. And you're aware of more motivations that aren't always in alignment with what you would have. But that happens on Thursday. And then we have an opposition to Neptune, which means rain or difficulty with weather. And honestly, if you're traveling, Thursday is going to be the more difficult day to travel. And it hits at 6.07 p.m. But the moon is moving into an opposition with Neptune through the course of the afternoon. Um, 
sextile to Venus. So that's late in the evening, actually into the morning on Friday. So you're going to have kind of a late day cooperative energy going on there. And it's deep. It's good about learning and good about fact finding on Thursday. Um, I'm going to try and go quickly. Oh my gosh, time flies. Okay, we've got a few minutes. So let me see if there are anything. Oh, yeah. And then the last big thing before next week's show, which I always want to try and give you information, is the new moon in Scorpio. Four degrees of Scorpio, new moon. Great, great time to meet new people, people who are profound energy in your life, um, who will incite change. Scorpio is the, the sign of major life change. Um, let me see what else here. Mars square Saturn also on Sunday and Mars square Saturn means that action for diplomacy is in direct conflict with the powers that be. So not surprising, um, America and Syria and Turkey and all that definitely falls into that category. Okay. So anyway, I could go on and on about this, but I'm going to see if I can do a reading here. <laughs> I apologize because um, I know that you're going to have to take an extra time to do the chart, but we'll see. And I know I have their chart. 561, are you there? I'm here. Hello. Hi, tell me Hi. again your name because I, I should memorize Stacey. it because I know I get 561. It's, I'm sorry, Stacey. who? Stacy. Okay, Stacy. Okay, I need... Um, I need 12, your birth 16. information. Okay, thank 12. you. Mm-hmm. And what year? 72. Okay. And where were you born? Spanish Town, Jamaica. Okay. And um, what time? 8.30 p.m. Okay, 8.30 p.m. What can I do for you today? Whatever you see, just whatever you see. <laughs> I'm still in this tunnel, and I'm just wondering when I'm getting out of it. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? Um, well, yeah. <laughs> sadly, I would say for most people, the tunnel is probably here until Jupiter goes into Capricorn. And even then, it's kind of like uh, a building of intense energy. I mean, I know I've mentioned it in past shows and had whole shows about it, but the the stellium in Capricorn in January is going to be a real watershed moment for people and a time where it's like everything comes together and we start to understand better just what everything was about because having Saturn in Capricorn, retrograde in Capricorn, forward again, um, and then next year Saturn goes into Aquarius. So we're going to see a lot of shift and change in March when Saturn goes into Aquarius around freedom and moving on and, and really having an enlightenment. So right now this energy, if you think of all the energy of water and earth that's going on right now, it's very much a mixture of mud. Okay. Um, you have a fire sign, sun, fire sign, Neptune and fire sign, Mercury. So, and you also have a couple air signs. So you're not, and actually three, you have Saturn in, in Gemini, Pluto and Libra and Uranus in Libra. Uranus is an air planet. It rules an air sign. So you are more fire and air. So the earth and water really feels uncomfortable for fire and air people. And so having that Sagittarius, so I would say Jupiter on your sun is going to feel much better, which is late November. And then that's right before Jupiter goes into Capricorn. And when Jupiter goes into Capricorn, you're in line 
in this next year for a Jupiter return, which is much more comfortable for you. It's also your North node. I got chills all over for that. So um, Jupiter and Capricorn, and it will be on your North node at the same time. You're, you're only two degrees away between your North node and your Jupiter. And so it's in your house of work and health, which means there is kind of like a watershed moment of awareness, like, oh, wow, that makes so much sense. And now I get it. And now I'm getting like, and then there's a good chance you're going to get offered a job that's far away. That's what Jupiter needs to be on the go. Okay. You need to like in the house of work, even though it's in Capricorn, Capricorn creates the structure, but Jupiter wants to leave and go find new things. So when you have a Jupiter return, it's going to really trigger a lot of what it's been working on for the last year being in Sagittarius. And now it gets to manifest. So um, there's been this drive for creativity and expression for you for the last year. And you wanted to have that freedom. You have Neptune and Sag. Like, that's an ideal for you. Like, I want to travel. I want to have fun and explore and, and grow spiritually and be creative. It's in your fifth house. So when it moves into Capricorn, that's more about settling down with the roots, which is where Saturn is right now, which is where Pluto is. But Pluto's been trying to get you to wake up to taking ownership of your life and not trying to be everything for everyone. It's been doing that for everybody. That's the lesson. Pluto and Capricorn wants us to understand our psychological motivation for restricting ourselves because that's what Capricorn does. It restricts to teach. And so when you've gotten the lesson that every time you try and control things the way you used to be able to do it, you're miserable, you're unhappy, you don't get what you want, you resent people, you try and take ownership of things that aren't yours to take ownership of. Jupiter is coming in next year to say enough already. You've got to let it go. And that's what Saturn's been trying to get you to do going direct and retrograde. But you may or may not have gotten that message and Jupiter's going to hit it home. Okay. Jupiter's saying, no, you don't understand. You have to let it go because if you have not let it go by early next year, all of next year, will be teaching you probably a painful lesson because it's about letting go. And this energy started in 2007 when Pluto entered Capricorn. So it's been a long process for people who have Capricorn planets. But it's really wrapping up next year. It's the culmination as Jupiter goes all the way through Capricorn and gets to Aquarius. Saturn gets through Capricorn, goes into Aquarius in March, goes back into Capricorn over the summer, and then back out towards the end of the year, I believe. So I haven't really looked that far ahead into 2020. I just know that there are a lot of major shifts going on next year and they relate to Capricorn and Aquarius and where Jupiter is. So you really are in the process of letting go of the old and it's about to go. Okay. So the stuckness, huge part of the stuckness is also your Sagittarius planets squaring Neptune and Neptune goes direct the end of November so probably you're really going to feel a huge tidal wave moving forward in December. Okay. That's when it's within a week. I think Mercury changes signs, Jupiter goes into Capricorn and Neptune goes direct. And it's all like this huge unconstipation and it's just like, whoosh, everything will now start to flow forward. And the end of the year, I've got chills, so many chills, like many things I've told you, I've been getting waves of chills for you. So I know it's really the end of this year is a huge moment for you to move forward and stop feeling really restricted and stifled. Okay. And it's true for a lot of people, but for you, it's in your workhouse. That's where it really manifests education, work, 
um, learning, mm-hmm. teaching, that kind of thing, and all that. So it's gonna it's gonna get better. Um, in the near future, home and family are highly important for you with the Mars, Venus, and Scorpio. I would also recommend that you be on the alert for people who say things that are not true for you on Wednesday as well, because you have Venus at that late degree Scorpio. So Mercury is going to be on your Venus squaring the moon. And that means, um, matter of fact, I would say also be careful of what you tell yourself about your appearance and things you lie to yourself about. Okay. Because that falls in your house itself, the first house. So yeah, be careful of how you, may have negative self-talk or you exaggerate the importance of something to yourself. That's probably more likely what's going to happen, but, but you can also attract people into your environment who reflect that back to you. Cause we definitely live in a world of projection and what we truly have inside gets projected out to other people. So if somebody comes in and tells you something, you're like, how could you say that to me? I really like my hairstyle. Why don't you think my hairstyle is fabulous? You know, it's like, where's your insecurity and what are you telling yourself? And, you know, pay attention to that. But that's just, that's okay. tomorrow. Okay? Okay. All right. Right on point. Thank you. Aw, thanks for the feedback. Okay. My pleasure. I'll give you more. <laughs> right <laughs> okay. on point. Sam. Aw, awesome. Well, you take care of yourself. Big hug to you. Okay. You too, too. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. All right. Bye. That is the show for the week. I'm so excited to get back here and talk to you next week and have a wonderful time. Have a good new moon. Um, New moons are really good for setting up intentions around love, around commitments, because it rules commitment and legalities and law, anything that might happen with the courts and suing or anything like that. Set your intentions. Put that on a piece of paper. Do a little ritual. Talk to you next week. Take care. Bye. Hi, this is Shelley. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to ShellyOverton.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at AstroArt.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at AngelicZodiac.com, including discounts. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show.